Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 315. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football tonight. I don't really have a rant. There's nothing going on. I've been working too much, not really paying attention. Yeah, there's a bunch of things been happening, but nothing really pissing me off. And that's kind of weird, okay? I've been getting pissed off at work with truck drivers and all sorts of stuff, but that's beside the point. That has nothing to do with the show, and we're not going to go there. But Nothing's really upset me in, in, in the football. I think we're going to have some fun talking about a couple of things. I love this thing with Jimmy Elzondo in, in Ottawa. That just made my my entire day. I just laughed my ass off when when that happened. So, uh, anyhow, yeah, we're going to get a whole pile of things. We've got a full board to get all the buddies in here. I'm uh, going to open up the phones and uh, introduce them right now. going to open all their phones up here. Um, uh, Chris, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks. It's good to to be back again. I missed last week, so yeah, it's always nice. Hey, to, I, I meant to, 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 meant to ask football. you: Is the guy okay? You were doing an accident yeah, he, investigation. Uh, yeah, he actually lost his thumb, but they sewed it back on. Oh, that sucks. And 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 it seems like it took uh, the blood flowing through it, so it seems like he's well, gonna get it back. So good for him. Yeah, At least it's yeah, not but I actually ended up tapping it. Yeah, I had to drive him into the hospital because the ambulance got lost, and yeah, it was a nightmare. So I just threw him in my truck and drove him in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, welcome back to the show, buddy. We missed you. We had a good show last you week, bet. and uh, no, we didn't have a show at all last week. Yes, we. Did. No, we didn't. Oh, we did. It's a week before we didn't have. Yes, a show. we did. A week before we. The week before. Okay. Mm. I don't know. Okay. There you go. I'm confused. I'm confused. Doesn't take much these days. Okay, um, Jesus, you two barking at me. I'm going to introduce Mark because he's nicer. Mark, hello. I'm nice. Is that an insult or a compliment? Not sure. Yeah, no, neither am I. Uh, no, doing well, doing well. I was looking forward to spring and football, and it's been snowing here for two days. So, you know, yeah, it's actually funny. Kind of fun. I sent a text. To- text to a buddy of mine down in Abbotsford and I said hey where are you we missed you had a major event up here and he goes what's what happened and I it rained for 30 seconds (laughs) he goes you're an asshole it's rained for a week down here nice sunny skies highs of 20 degrees it's been beautiful up here so you're getting there aren't you Charles you're getting the rain? We got rain for the last three days. It was actually, for the most part, very nice here today. Uh, but I'm hearing it's going to rain now for like five straight days, so at least. So going to rain right through till get... October? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. We might get a few days off in the summer. Who knows? Just checking. I, does, I, 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 I do not regret this move at all. It was It's so much wonderful. Okay, sorry. How you doing, bud? 
I'm doing well. Cool. Back back home, back a week after a week on holidays. That always this, sucks, but this it is right. You were down in San Diego, weren't you? Yes, I was. I very saw a lot nice of that tourist there, shit that you nice down there. Yes, I was a very much a tourist last week. Yeah. Taking pictures Pretty. and everything and off to SeaWorld and et cetera, et cetera. Did you go see the Queen Mary? Well, that's in yeah, Long Beach, I don't Beach, think it's it? there anymore. That's Long Beach. Yeah, it's probably still yeah. there, but uh, we didn't get up there. But we went to okay. the USS Midway. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yep. Well, not, it was a good, a good week. Now we're back and working and back here, though. So that's somewhat positive. Yeah, shit happens. You just deal with it, right? Yep. That's true. William, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. You know, I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge Christopher Jones follower, okay? And Uh-oh. and I have and, I, got I, myself and I love I I love his comments on football on a regular basis. But it seems this week he decided let's skip football and let's pick on Albertans and talk about vaccinations, okay? That, that that's every and, week. You're and, just not missing that and, part. And and, and I does that I've all spent, the time. I've spent a few thought. hours looking at looking at comments from Christopher Jones, and 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 I, I'm not gonna tell you I wasn't amused because I was. Um, but just so you know, he's a, he's a multiverse kind of human being. Okay, it's quite amazing. Actually, it's it's kind of yeah. weird. I, you will never find a football post on my Facebook. It's all it's all political. Very very rare do you ever see any personal stuff. I'm just off that there correct. causing shit. Yes, we know that's what you like. Okay, it's your pastime. Everybody needs a pastime, man. Yep. So there you go. I'm, I'm. It was it was amusing. Let me tell you, because I'm kind of dead at work right now, so I have nothing to fill my days with. So, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, no, it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. My hair is going to be on fire, and I'm going to run around like a chicken with my head chopped off. So, But, but if your yeah. head's chopped off, you don't have to worry about your hair being on fire. And I and I did have to just, divert just a saying. disaster. I had to divert a disaster this week because my youngest stepson lost his job. And uh, his his entire company went bankrupt. And uh, his company or the company he worked for? Not not his company, the company he worked for. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm gonna see what the full force of that happens when when it's all said and done. I guess so. It'll be yeah, interesting. Kind of hard to find a job in Alberta these days, isn't it? And no, you just gotta no? dig a little okay. harder. You gotta dig a little harder. That's all. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a doomer gloomer. Okay. Never have been. Never will be. If it's not there, you just gotta look for it harder. It's that simple. Oh yeah. If I did so, not have a job, I could have a job in 15 minutes. I don't know why people can't yeah. find work. Yeah. I, I guess with me, it's I have no ego. I'll do anything. To be honest with you, so. Yeah, what's what I mean? I mean, me. I I could have a job in fifteen minutes, and then I, mm-hmm. I would, the next day I could have a better job. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Oh well. 
that's what I say now. Anyways, let's talk about football. Exactly. We're old now. I don't know if we get that job in 15 minutes. Yeah, we probably could. Okay. <clears throat> Segment one. Jamie Elizondo. Elizondo leaves the Red Blacks for the XFL. First off, I wish Jamie all the best in his endeavors. I hope that he's a very successful person. He's a very and I hope that he's very successful in his endeavors. The XFL? Sorry, I can't wish them the same amount of success. So, Jamie, I think it was a bad move, but, hey, I understand why. You needed that at Ottawa. Ottawa treated you very poorly. Um, I understand why you'd be pissed off at Marcel Desjardins and uh, your head coach, Rick Campbell. Uh, you took the first opportunity to get out the door because they wouldn't let you move sideways in the CFL to better your career. They wouldn't even let you look at something. Six weeks later, they lost you completely anyhow. Total dickheads. Karma's a bitch. And Red Blacks deserve everything they get. Desjardins has been a dick since he started in this league. Uh, the whole thing with Kevin Glenn before the, the team even started through a football. Uh, there was a big kerfuff with them in Edmonton. And uh, it, it, just, it just goes on and on and on. And, uh, yeah, Desjardins a dick, and he deserves everything that comes to him. And uh, uh, this was karma. This was absolute karma. I loved it. I could not – I was beside myself going, yes, all right, Jamie, way to go. Sorry it's the XFL, but you know what? Go for it. I, I just I, – I cannot stand the management of the Ottawa franchise. Just I don't get it. I don't understand their logic. I don't understand what they do. William, come at me and tell me what what's good, what's bad about Jamie's leaving Ottawa Redblacks. Well, you see, I'm I'm pretty torn over this because I'm a I'm a guy who believes that you shouldn't burn bridges. And sorry, Jamie Elizondo took his flamethrower and he burnt that bridge. <laughs> And it is never, ever, ever going to come back. But, you know, six weeks ago or whatever it was, when they wouldn't let him apply for the Saskatchewan job because it was too late in the season, well, it's come around to bite them in the you-know-what. And so I'm not a big proponent of guys walking out on contracts, but they do have no... They, CFL does not have an agreement with the USFL. And XFL. from the way XFL or whatever, the way I'm looking at it, because Ottawa, their team is looking pathetic. Yeah. I'm thinking if Jamie Elizondo had stayed there, he would have been the first guy to get hatcheted after six weeks of shitty offense because let's face it they don't have quarterbacks they don't have receivers they don't have a running back they don't have any of those things so jb probably did a good he probably made a wise move because he was going to get fired anyways because that offense would have been horrible and um rick campbell isn't going to fire himself okay because he's apparently a god in the cfl and so um, I think, you know, if you sit down and you put everything together and you think about it, it was a good move on his part. And, of course, his new boss is Mark Tressman, and they say Mark Tressman is a 
great guy to work for. So I I can't blame the guy. I mean, he may not have a job in two years, but he probably wasn't going to have a job in six weeks. So, you know. True. I, I, I have no problem with it. There you go. No. Awesome. Do you, do you not see the history here between uh, uh, with with Desjardins being the, the this karma thing coming back to bite him? I mean, everything yep. he touches is he's a bit of a dick on everything, isn't he? Yep. Or am I the Pretty only much. one that I've sees never, this? I, no, I've never liked him, but that's just me. I don't like lots of people, so. But no, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a. You gotta let guys have a chance to get promoted, and it, it, I mean, look at look at what kind of position he's in now. They don't have an OC. They're not going to be able to hire somebody decent. I don't think within six weeks so they're going to have to promote from within, and I think. In 2019, Ottawa could be the tire fire. Let's wait and see. They seem to be crumbling right now. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, but I don't see Montreal and Toronto building themselves up in either. They may not have to. Ottawa might just crumble on their own. Yeah. I'm not arguing disagreeing with you guys on that one I'm just slightly concerned as to uh what's really going to happen out there in the east it it we we should or could have two crossovers can you believe that it, and people, it, I don't think it's and possible people complain but, about the crossovers now <laughs> One, I, well, it, 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 it won't happen it, it, it's not in no. the rules it can't happen but my nope. point is, is always there going to be some bitching and complaining if the team misses the playoffs in the West and they should have been second in the East. You know what I mean? Yep. Or third in the East. The fourth is going to be second in the East. Okay. Charles, go ahead. Well, Jardin, Rick Campbell. Ottawa Red Blacks, do they deserve this? Is is this karma? Did they? Oh, oh my yeah, God! Do you feel this. sorry for them? Of course they do. You don't feel this. sorry for no, them? No, I don't feel so. They brought this on themselves. Come on, let's face it. Uh, Elizondo was looking for any sort of excuse to get the hell out of Ottawa. He he wanted to go um, be the head coach in Saskatchewan. They said no. He said, fine, I'm going to find a way to get out of here. And he did, thanks to his old buddy Mark Cressman down in Tampa. How bad is it, though, if if, uh, working in the XFL is more appealing than working for your team? I mean, we've seen recently, uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, how well spring football leagues do down in the CFL. They don't last a whole season. In in America. And the XFL in in the U.S., yeah. And the XFL already has a track record of crashing and burning. But let's go work there instead of working in Ottawa. He wanted, literally, I think that Elizondo was looking for any possible way to get out of Ottawa. And he found his way. He had an out to to go down to work down with Tressman in Tampa, and he took it, and he jumped at it. So it's probably uh, not a great... um, 
not a great day for Ottawa and uh, a team that I thought I thought a month ago was a tire fire just got worse. So good luck to them. They got to go out and find a new, uh, new um, offensive coordinator. And I got news for you: training camps next month, so you don't have a lot of time to do this. I just got myself excited though by saying training camp is next next month, but I'll go on. It's not. It is. It is actually. Yes, it, it is. is. About six weeks, seven weeks away. Starts in May. Starts in May. Middle of May. <clears throat> yep. So that should be interesting. But uh, no, they're a disaster. They're they're a nightmare. They brought it on themselves and. This team is just, as we get closer to training camp, they're just uh, sinking more and more. Yeah, they are. That's all I got. God, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Chris. Yeah, I I think, uh, Christopher, you summed it up perfectly, and and Will added the the last missing piece of it. It's it's what they – they're reaping what they they sowed, and – I don't blame him, and the only thing I, I can say is he might have burned that bridge with Ottawa, but I think that he could still come up to the CFL and get a job with another team. So I don't think the risk was as much as it, it I mean, as it could might have been. Um, XFL folds whatever. I, I think that he's had a good enough track record, and I, every anybody that would went, go to hire him would understand why he left Ottawa. I, I don't think anybody is in the dark about what happened there. Um, so no. I, I think he's still got other options if the XFL folds. So I, th- I think it was a good move for him. I think it was the right move to form, and and it, the relationship was toxic. And I agree with Will. I think they were gonna they would if it's gonna be the way we think it's gonna be, they would have canned his ass in six seven weeks anyway. Well, so, if you look I, at I it think, right now, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Because he could resign from the XFL tomorrow and go be the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders now. Yeah, I guess that's true. And any, any actually, CFL team can hire him right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's a free agent, for sure. so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like all – yeah. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, I agree with everybody. I just I, – I think that it was what they deserved, and they're driving that the franchise into the ground. And as fast as they got good is as fast as they're going to get bad. <laughs> It's true, though. Yep. It's true. I yep. I don't understand yep. how they can 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 do this like this. They're just crashing and burning. And I actually like the franchise, yeah. except for Desjardins and what he's done. He did. He 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 fucked up before they they even played a down of football by by treating Kevin Glenn the way they did. And I'm not really a Kevin Glenn fan. I don't stick up for him like everybody else does. Uh, but that's just wrong. It was just wrong what they did. They marched him out in front and said, this is the, this is the name, this is the, the face of the franchise. And then yeah. two days later, they, they hired Harry, Henry Burris and tossed, tossed him aside. Tossed it's him just aside. like, yeah. oh, my God. And there was a big kerfuff going on, and, and Jeffrey Orridge stepped in, wasn't it? Between um, right after Chris Jones left uh, Edmonton, and uh, Jason Moss 
went from the Ottawa Red Blacks over to Edmonton, and then something else was happening, and, and, and they had to step in and block it, and, and Ottawa got some compensation or something. I don't remember that. But well, wasn't it was that just the whole a, thing with North Thorpe? North Thorpe was with Montreal, and Jim Pop refused him. Right, that's it. And he went after, that's right, never mind. Right, and then he left He left Montreal for Ottawa, and he's still in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I think he's just waiting for Rick Kimball to get fired. Probably. <laughs> he's probably not the only one either. I'm not sure how well liked Rick Campbell is in Ottawa by the players or anybody. It doesn't seem that he's liked much by anybody or Desjardins is no. either because when Trevor Harris left, he did not <laughs> say any nice parting words, did he? Not particularly, no. Jeez. Oh, okay, Mark, Mark, do you get to say anything yet? No, I haven't I'm not keeping, yet. But... I'm not keeping score here. Go ahead. Uh, I can go relatively quick. Most of it's been said. Yeah, you know, um, it was a dick move by Ottawa. Same as with Winnipeg. But the thing is, it's not like Ottawa completely refused him from going somewhere else. He, They did allow two other teams to speak to him before. So it's not like they completely stonewalled him. He did have an opportunity to go elsewhere, and he chose not to, or the other teams chose not to. Yeah, um, but that was that was in the off season. That was long before that. But they, he did get blocked from talking to the Sketch and Rough Riders, yeah, who were yeah, in no, desperation the of a head coach, right? But they, they had also said like Winnipeg that it was too late. You know, um, whatever. You know, I agree it was a dick move. But it's a dick move by Winnipeg. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. To sit in meetings for the last little while, knowing that you're leaving the team, to sit in all these offensive meetings, start setting stuff up, and then quit, that's a complete dick move by Elizondo as well. That's a dick move. Well, There's, you don't know, what, you don't know that. Hang on, hang on. You don't know how long that he's been planning this. You don't know. He could have got a phone call, said, hey, here's the job off. Within an hour later, he walked into Dan's office, said, I've been offered this deal this afternoon. I'm interested in doing it. I'm gone. No, there's been reports coming out that he'd been sitting in meetings and had known about it. And wow. just, I think, this I, I think that's more speculation than anything. I I don't know how he could because the whole Chris Jones thing took everyone off guard. That, that kind of came out of nowhere. So they were yeah. scrambling. So I, I don't know how long he could have known about it. The XFL isn't even being played for another year. Um, they've been talking to him. That's mm-hmm. I'd say it's fairly obvious that this just didn't come out of the blue. No, I, I'm sure that it's there's good communications back and forth, but I think that when it, the, the decision is actually made, I would never go into my boss's office and say, you know what, I'm talking to another company, and they may or may not hire me. Because as a boss, that'd be the last second you worked for me. Okay? Right now, you're gone. Okay? I, I don't care about back? two weeks' notice, anything else. You're done. So could he has he to be, he, he can't talk about a negotiations. Okay. Um, so could he whenever come the, back as a free agent? 
Right now, yeah, because, he doesn't have a contract. Well, then every offensive coordinator there is going to quit, sit around for a year, and then come back and head coach another team every time there's an sure. opening. Sure, they could. That's why that's why teams should allow coordinators to talk to other teams. So shit like that doesn't happen. Players could See, do it. Look at remember James Wilder, right? Chris Williams. They're mm-hmm. going to sit out a year and let their contract expire instead of playing for fifty thousand dollars a year. So yeah, the coordinators could do the same thing. I'm surprised the CFL hasn't blocked that. That just seems weird. Well, he's, he's, his contract is, is now done. He's gone to the XFL. Okay? So, theoretically, that, that contract has been terminated. Mm-hmm. So, next, next year, it would have been an expired anyhow, because I think they only have two-year contracts there. So yeah, no, I, I, and I think it's going to go to one-year contracts with this new management cap, so that you can't you you're not stuck with a player, uh, a coach. Yeah, I could see that. Well, you know, and you can say you can say it was a bit of a dick move, and it was a bit of a dick move. But you know, I've always been torn between the loyalty part because. Really, the loyalty is only as good as your last win, in my mind. Okay, because they can, they can, they can punch you at any second. So, in this case, he just decided to do it beforehand. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd do something like that, but you know, when you sit down, you start thinking about things. Maybe it would be something I would do. You never know, right? What, what part of that would you do? The, the I want to I want some clarification in this. The running away part, okay? That's what part I would do. Okay. I mean, let's face it. Loyalty is loyalty, but tomorrow someone could walk into my office and say you're done and and walk away. So, and it's the same with him. Okay. It's that simple. So. Okay, I understand that. Okay, yep. let's move on to Jamie Elizondo. Like I said, wish him all the best. Hope things work. Segment two, the, the AAF folds. Will this have a big am- impact on the CFL? Well, I don't think the AAF had an impact on the CFL, so why would their, them folding have a bigger impact on the CFL. I don't understand that at all. They were nothing. They meant nothing. They were insignificant. They didn't affect the CFL in any way, shape, or form. We did not lose half a dozen players, and those half dozen players are now scrambling to come back to the CFL, plus a bunch more. Um, What it did, it took a a lot, and I'm not going to say took the CFL by surprise because they knew it was coming, but they certainly were not ready for it. And the GMs were scrambling trying to find, you know, grab these players before somebody else did, and it was a free-for-all. There are some players that are still under, uh, owned by other 
CFL teams. So if they continue to play football, professional football, other than the NFL, uh, they would be come to the CFL. They would have to be possession of a certain player. Uh, can you guys name anybody that I'm talking about? Charles, you know anybody that I'm talking about? Come on. I do not. Well, you don't. Brett Boyko. Johnny, Johnny Football. Oh, Brett Boyko, yeah. Brett Boyko is a, a That's right. possession of the BC Lions, and he's been four That's years correct. down in the NFL. He's, he's used up his practice roster spot. If he wants to continue playing professional football, it's the BC Lions or it's Arena League. We all know which one pays better. Or he retires. Correct. Or he doesn't play at all. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> I just saw a post here, and it says, if the government says you don't need a gun, you need a gun. <laughs> you need one. Well. Get two. <laughs> Buy lots of ammo. Okay, uh... Let's go. What are we doing? AAF, big impact on the CFL. Charles, go ahead. Um, I mean, the most impact is because there's a whole bunch of football players now that are out of a job that are looking for a job. Some that have been up here in the CFL before. um, Some that are not, that uh, maybe um, caught people's eyes and so on. So, uh, if anything, it just added some more players into the pool of at least potential players. They now have at least some game film on some of these players now, even though it's only lasting eight weeks. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's got the potential to bring some more talent into the league. And like you said, a guy like Brett Boyko, who is uh, trying to make it down in the NFL, maybe uh, he finally finds his way. I'd be uh, more than happy to see him up here with the BC Lions. So, um uh, the biggest impact will be the opening up of players that uh, may not have been available had the league continued. Okay. That's what I see as the biggest. Um, and maybe some potential coaches, too. Who knows? Yeah, there's some coordinators down there that look like they could come up yeah. here and do something. Mm-hmm. Jeez, too bad we didn't need coaches and Anyhow. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe the XFL can find some guys now. I was going to say, maybe Ottawa might have a place to go look now and find a new offensive coordinator. Oh. Cause there's now, now, yeah, now there's some people opened up. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yep. Chris, did, were you concerned about AFL or AAF at all? Uh, no, no. I was always on the side at the beginning that it was we, we were going to lose a couple players, but it, it wouldn't really affect our game a ton. I it, it, the seasons didn't line up totally. Any, I I just I never was worried about it at all, to be honest with you. And I mean, there wasn't a ton of players that would be in the CFL potentially if they weren't in the uh, AAF. Um, I I I watched it. Um, I watched it every weekend. I watched most of the games actually because it was football and it wasn't horrible. Um, there was definitely players that caught my eye that had some talent for sure, and most of them were the younger guys that were on practice rosters for the NFL, uh, not so much the guys that had already played NFL and kind of was trying second chance stuff. But 
I, I think the figure of probably about 20 players coming up is probably fair, fairly accurate. So, I mean, it's going to, in the end, add to the CFL, like Charles said. So it's not a bad thing. But, I, I, yeah, I was always on the side that I, I, I didn't see it as a massive threat to our game at all. I, I, you know, we might miss out on a player here or there, but there's always tons and tons of players available, and there's always going to be that talent that got missed or – just so many stories of great players that, you know, came from small schools or just didn't, or were div div four, you know, three or four, or just didn't get seen. It's just, there's so many U S players that they're always falling through the cracks. So um, I was never that worried about it. And like I said, it'll be interesting to see those because I watched it. I'll actually know most of the players. So if there's like about 20 that come up, it'd be interesting to see how they do in the CFL game. Yeah. And hopefully Kyrie gets sevens back. There, there are 26,000 Division One NCAA graduating football players every year. 26,000 Division One doesn't count Division Two or Three or community colleges or anything else that, and w- which tend to be where the CFL gets their players from. The majority of CFL player, American players that are up here aren't coming from Division One schools, are they? You know, Eastern Washington. Yeah, no. You know, they're all little like, schools, yeah. They're all little, they're, they're all little schools that end up in the CFL anyhow. So, you know, I can't see how, you know, when there's 26,000 Division One schools, let's double that and make it 26,000 Division Two and Three, which I think there's probably more. Uh, we're talking about 60,000 football players every year. You could take every CF American playing in the CFL and throw them away every single year and get new ones. Yep, for sure. Good, yeah, and, and for sure. True, you, you know, and 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 the XFL and AAF and every any other startup league you want to bring in here, and there's still too many players. Yeah. Would we get the high caliber of of of, of everybody? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Depends on what they're doing. But uh, yeah, no, I'm a. Uh, I was never worried about that league. Never worried about that league ever. It's just not no. possible. No. No. Okay. Who else is there? Mark, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, the big impact from the AAF is on the CFLPA. They just lost a bargaining chip for more money. Yep. Huge. They did. Um, Derek Dennis and a couple other players, as soon as the alliance started, were just chirping about, see, yeah, this is going to be good football. It's going to last. We're going to get stuff out of this. The young guys are going to leave. They're not, why would you stay here? Well, they just lost that bargaining chip. They're demands just took a huge turn. I think that's where the biggest impact's going to be. And yeah, like Chris said, we're going to get lots of players coming up. That's cool. I'm okay with that. They just got game tape, game tape and pro experience. So, good with that. Go ahead. Okay, William. Do you well, watch most of the games? 
Are you going to miss this football? Well, I still, I still, I still got four. I still got four or five games to watch because I didn't set my clock by them and watch them live because it was okay football. It filled my addiction. Okay, um, I didn't think the AFL would have or whatever the heck it's called would have any effect on the CFL. And like Chris, I'm hoping Seante Evans comes back to Calgary. I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope. I can hope. Um, there's probably a dozen players or so that would look good in the CFL. Um, what's his name? Hamilton's Hamilton's first-round draft pick from last year, Canadian draft pick, he was down there. Didn't play a game, but he was down there. Mark uh, Chapman, I think his name is. He's a receiver. I'd be curious to see if he'll finally try and make it in the CFL because he didn't make it in the NFL, so he ended up in the AFL and AAFL or whatever the heck it's called. And so there's some players, you know, like I said, I want Seante Evans back, but, you know, it it had no effect on me whatsoever. I, I just, listening to people online about, they should bring all these players here now and they're good players and yada, 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 different game, different country. Okay. It's not the same thing. I don't know when people are ever going to get that through their heads. So, but yeah, I, I, I figured the league league was in trouble after the second week. So, and the crowds were sparse. So there you go. That's about it. Okay, that's everybody there. We're wrapping this one up. Um, I'm just flipping through things here. And did you notice that uh, uh, Catherine Raish, Raishi, uh, who was that uh, first female management executive type of thing with the Montreal Alouettes, and then she followed Jim Pop over to Toronto? She left the Argos yesterday for uh, an XFL job, front office job. Tampa Bay, same place where Elizondo was going. Mark Preston oh. strikes again. Yep. Ooh, he's just he's just cleaning the house over there, eh? He's pissing people off. I'm thinking I'm thinking somebody must have pissed Mark Trestman off in Toronto. I really you do. You think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you want to know who? I know who. Well, and 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 Davis Sanchez said yesterday on the waggle that Mark Trestman is is a very he's got lots of integrity. And he'll never wash his laundry in public, but nope. obviously we're seeing what what happens when you piss Mark Tresman off. Now, was it Jim Pop that pissed off Mark Tresman, or was it upper management of the Argos, this new MLSE? We don't Jim know. Jim Pop is management. Well, Jim Pop well, is he is for the Argos. So... I mean, this kind of smells of big-time hurt feelings on Mark Trisman's part. So, I don't know. We can only speculate, right? We can only speculate, but it sure is fun. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that if it did turn out to be uh, Jim Pop uh, that pissed off Mark Trisman, I don't think anyone on this show would be uh, the least bit surprised. surprised. No, 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 no. no. Wow. 
Okay. Let's uh, just keep right on rolling here. The Schooner Group has a new plan to try to build a, a stadium. Now, what happened to their old plan? Did they have a plan? Um, I don't know if they had it. <laughs> Good point. I don't know if they even had an old plan. If they didn't have an old plan, what the fuck were they going to do? Seriously, what were they going to do? That I do not know. Yeah, kind of amazing, isn't it? We're talking about stupid people here with too much money. Because this entire concept of the Atlantic schooners, which don't get me wrong, I'm not picking on the fact that there are people in Halifax who would like a football team. I just don't think there's enough people in Halifax who would like a football team. The CFL needs a 10th team. I don't think the CFL needs a 10th team that's going to fail. We've already got Ottawa. We've already got Montreal. Is Montreal going to be a team next week? That's a good question. Do we have that question here? We don't have that question on the agenda. But didn't didn't we have – didn't we see a story that the receivers were and, – and the funny thing about that story, if you remember, and I, I know we're talking about uh, schooners right now, but I'm going to touch this uh, Al's for a second. They said that the um, bailiffs were taking inventory in Olympic Stadium. Yep. That's already in Olympic Stadium. That's not their practice facility. That's their home field. That's got nothing to do with them. So how could they be taking inventory at Olympic Stadium? It makes no freaking sense. That's that, the that part of the story like, that confused me. Right? I mean, seriously, okay? You know, it's 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 like, okay, well, you know, Canada's going bankrupt, so let's go take see how many houses there are in Florida. CJ, the reason it's so quiet, that tweet was taken down. Yeah. It was fake news. I went to try to find it the other day, and I went on Zerkowski's comment about the tweet. And below that, it said, tweet has been removed. Uh-huh. So it was fake news. Someone, someone jumped the gun. Yeah. It's what he more than likely saw was some people interested in buying it, seeing what they had. Yeah, I, 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 great. You need yeah. an inventory before you uh, you buy a business. Yeah, no, that story disappeared quick. But again, what I don't understand, like CJ was saying, what are they doing at the Big O? Do the do the Alouettes keep all their stuff there? I don't think they have they somewhere might. else. Well, they're at McGill, but their offices aren't at McGill. I think their offices might at Olympic Stadium. I'm not positive on that, but... They yeah, I don't think they either. are. I'm not sure. I know that they couldn't be at McGill, at least all their stuff, because there's nowhere to put it at McGill. You know, they'd have all their own equipment and everything in all the areas. So, but I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, I was just curious. I found that strange. I'm like... Well, I didn't know they kept their stuff there, so. And maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know where they keep their stuff, but I had never heard that. I think Jerry Jerry Detilio is the uh, security guy at Olympic Stadium, so maybe he guards all their stuff. 
he needed a job after football, right? Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Oh, we did. okay. We, well, that's the owls. Let's stop the owls here. Let's go back to the schooners and their new plan for the stadium. Because this part's funny. I love this. They got a new plan. I still don't know what their old plan was. I'm not sure they know what their old plan is. Is there a plan? Did, did you read the article? Like, what's their new plan? Basically, as it as I read it, they're going to partner with like a community sports group where they're going to build a stadium that can be used for community use. The stadium initially is built will have 12,000 permanent seats and the football team is going to pay for the installation of I think something like uh Twelve to 14,000 more seats, which I think, I don't know if it's going to be temporary seats or if they're going to be seats that the, you move in and move out. But the gist of it was is that they're partnering with this uh, group in the Halifax area. Uh, so it's going to be basically a community, a community stadium, so it's going to be open. It's not going to be their stadium solely to use. Uh, they're going to be it's going to be uh, a joint venture with them and this um, group called Sport Nova, Sport Scotia. Nova Scotia. Yeah, and so they're basically going to share in the cost of the construction. So this is, I think, it almost seems like an end-around way to get public money for the stadium, saying that they're partnering with this Sport Nova Scotia. Right, but sports no. You mean public money is in federal money, or public money is in provincial money, or public money is in Nova Scotia money, or what money are we talking well, about here? Well, I would here? think like provincial Nova Scotia money, because this seems like a, a provincially run group, this sport Nova Scotia. Right. Well, provincial governments historically have helped out with stadiums. So have mm-hmm. the cities. I mean, Winni- the city of Winnipeg and the province of Manitoba helped out on on building IGF Stadium. Am I correct, Mark? Yes, you are. Okay. And I think that the same thing happened in Saskatchewan, and the same thing happened all over the place there in, in Ottawa. Now, there are three teams in the CFL that got federal money. I, and I'm not going to say three teams. There are three stadiums. The BC Lions received federal money because it was hosting the 2010 Winter Olympics. BMO Field in Toronto got federal money because they were hosting the U-20 uh, World Cup soccer t- tournament. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tim Bit Field or Tim Horton Field in Hamilton got money because they were hosting the 2015 Pan American Games, another high-level international sporting event. Okay. That is why federal money gets put into sports stadiums in Canada. But if you're just a, a for-profit corporation trying to make money, trying to build a football team, the feds are not going to give you a second look. This whole article, I saw an article that came up that says the feds have not ruled out giving money to the franchise. Well, they should. 
It, it, it should not happen. There's no international event going into Halifax, ever. Deep sigh. Okay, Chris, your thoughts. What, what, what's your thoughts on this sports Nova Scotia? It's going to happen. Are they going to be able to put together? I don't know if they, if they can put $60 million together, never mind $60 million to build a stadium. Now they're probably saying that they can do it for $130 million. That's what I heard last time, that they're going to build a $130 million stadium. I don't know how they do that when everything else has cost three hundred grand. 300 mil. 300 mil, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, all I can do is, is say that I support them and I hope that they can get it done. But, uh, I, I mean, it's a unique way to get to it. And, I mean, really, if you're going to build a stadium, it only makes sense to have it be available for other things or a multi multi-use. So, I mean, it's a good idea. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, I would love a 10th team, but is that the right spot for it? Well, I don't know. And that's, and that's always been the question. So, um, yeah, I hope, they, I, hope they, I hope they do it. But uh, I, and, until they announce that they've actually got the money again, I've always said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hedge my bets until there's an actual stadium being broke, the ground being broken. You know, like, until that happens, it's all just, just – pie in the sky and and i mean at least i guess they're still trying and that's the positive but again are yeah, we, we wasting energy trying to get yeah and are we wasting energy trying to jam a team into there there to make it so it's east coast or, or you know because there are other places we could get the 10th team but so that's always the issue too but i mean i guess it's still keeping it in the forefront and, and expansion and the idea of of growing i do worry like christopher that you know we've got two franchises maybe even three that you know, that aren't the are healthiest and, and what are we doing? Yeah. So again, what are we doing trying to push an attempt in a spot that we, we can't really even say that it's going to be able to support a team, you know, um, especially if it's in Halifax. Like I, I, I've always thought they need to go inland more. I mean, Halifax is so far from anything. I think it, it, you, yeah. you, you cannot get a direct flight from Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Regina, or Winnipeg. Yeah. So that means football teams are either chartering their planes to go to Halifax, or they're hoping that their luggage doesn't get lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I. 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 I would love it if it happened. I want a tenth team, but I don't care if it's in Halifax or in Moncton or in. London, Ontario. You know, like, yeah, you know, lots of places that that it might be able to actually support. So, um, I'll just keep my fingers crossed. And, and again, it's it's kind of like when the AAF was being talked about and that sort of stuff. Is um, the more it's talked about, maybe it'll actually happen somewhere sometime. Uh, if we're not talking about it, then there's no chance. So, you know, keep it in the news. Why not? Maybe it'll happen, but at the very least, maybe it'll finally spur on that 10th team because it would really be nice to to uh, have those divisions equal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, to Christopher's point, too, is, I mean, this year we could be looking at, you know, everybody in the West is being higher than anybody, even the top team in the friggin' East. I don't know. could be a real nightmare this year. Well, it, 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 that's not possible because Hamilton gets to play 
everybody in the East more than anybody in the West. So no matter what, yeah, if or, Hamilton can yeah. walk right through the East and still end up with nine or ten wins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so, but, yeah, like know, the, the fifth place West being higher than the second place. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I, I truly believe is going to happen. And that would be sad. Well, I'm that curious. Would be extremely sad. I, I think it's happened before, has it not? Back when no. the, the – there, there was a gap between the crossover, but wasn't there when the old crossover happened? Wasn't there a year where that was the case, where there was a big kerfuffle about the fact that the there was a team that was making the playoffs with a worse record than the team that should have made it? You know, I thought that happened. No, no I, I it was don't just a couple years so. ago. No, I think uh, a couple years ago the Eskimos finished out of the playoffs. Had they been in the East, they would have been in second place. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was sure that that happened. I, I you know, yeah. and and we kind of and we'd seen an upswing where that wasn't the case anymore. But I I know we bottomed out at that at some point, and it just looks like we're heading right back there. Like the uh, East just can't gain any ground. Yeah. As, well, I I mean, last year. Edmonton should have been in the playoff in the crossover. They they finished nine and nine, and second place Hamilton was eight and ten, and, and they got a, hosted a playoff mm-hmm. spot, a, a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Right. Edmonton had a better record and missed the playoffs. That that was only last year. That's yeah. only you know six months ago. Right, because because that, that's a, that's where the uh, getting rid of the divisions arguments come from, right? And going to one one standing and all that discussion is to try and uh, eliminate that that issue. You know. Yeah, I know. Um, I can I can do pros and cons. Which side of that argument do you yeah, want? Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I, I, I don't and, think and like I said, is I, a good I, idea. I think I think it's there's there's a ton of reasons why we should have one division, but I can give you some big yeah. reasons as to why we're not. Well, I, and I've always, I've always believed that tradi- like the traditional East against West battle is, is something that's traditional to the CFL. And, and if you took that away, you'd lose interest. I mean, it's hard enough for the East to get interested in their football teams as it is. If you took that away, it might actually hurt a lot of a couple franchises very badly. So, especially Toronto. But no, it would destroy no. Toronto, and that's the problem. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's not about a tradition of East-West. It's not that Western Canada needs to beat up on Eastern Canada. It's not any of those things. But if Toronto continuously doesn't make the playoffs, that team, that franchise is going to fold. Yeah. They make playoffs, they still might fold. Okay? We yeah. can't have that. TSN won't allow that to happen. And, and no, Nor won't. should they. Right. right. North, and with the North system that we they, run now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, they've just won the great cup a couple of years ago, right? Like, I mean, two years ago. So yeah, with the system, the way it is, if you play right, if you play good football at the right time, you can win it all. So I guess it always has that ability and that needs to exist for the CFL to exist, I guess. So again, it would be nice to have the 10th team, right? So that did equal out the divisions. Yeah, but that wouldn't stop the crossover from happening. No, it, nor should it. Nor should it. Right? No, it shouldn't. 
And and in the crossover, I and we've discussed this at length. I have a theory on the crossover. I don't think it should be the the fourth place team. You know, the division crosses over to the other one. I think it should be the second place team. Yeah. Now, here's a, here's an example of what it, what it is. Last year, Calgary had 13 wins. Saskatchewan had 12. Ottawa had 11. Okay. Why did Ottawa get a bye and Saskatchewan didn't? Saskatchewan was a better team. Yeah. Saskatchewan should have crossed over to the east. Calgary should have hosted the game, uh, had a bye. Saskatchewan would have got a bye. Winnipeg and Ottawa would have been hosting the the semifinal games. Okay. Yeah. Against BC and Edmonton is the way it should have been. Ottawa, uh, Hamilton shouldn't have been in the playoffs. But um, so, in my opinion, that's the way that it should happen. Is that the number two team gets to cross over, and if they're going to first place or they go into second place, they get to keep, get the home field advantage or they get the buy. If they they had a better record than everybody else, then why shouldn't they do that? Why are why are we crossing over the worst team in the West or the second worst team in the West? And, and making them run the gauntlet when we're punishing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders last year for having a better record. I've always yeah. thought that was weird. That you're crossing over, but you could have a better team, better record than the team you're playing, but yet you don't get the home field. You have to go on the road. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, it, it's exactly what happened. BC had a better record at nine and nine. They had yep. to go to Hamilton and play an eight and ten team. BC should have had the home field, but then why should BC have the home field when Winnipeg didn't? Yeah, there's where there's where the inequity comes in there. So it's the second yep. place is okay. probably better. You're right. So BC Lions cross over to the East and get a home playoff game, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who had a better record than them in in third place. Uh, they have to go on the road and play in Saskatchewan. That that, that doesn't make sense. So to me, the nope. second place team in the league, okay, the second highest team in the league, crosses over to the other division. Makes sense. If there's a crossover, it's got to be the t- the second place team, not the fourth. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Okay. We're we're totally off topic here. We're 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 supposed to be talking about uh, Atlantic Schooners' plans to build a new stadium, and we haven't talked to Will about that one yet. So open okay. up the mic, and you can I've talk now. Up the mic. About any of the subjects that we've talked about. I've opened up the mic. I'm not going to touch the division thing because I don't want to talk about it. Um, hey, I hope Hamilton gets a stadium. I mean, Halifax. If if you or Halifax, sorry. If no, you we build hope it, Hamilton will, gets one too. <laughs> if you build it, if you build it, they will come. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, they might. It would be nice to have a tenth franchise. If um, you don't build will it, I they ever, will. Will I ever go to Halifax to the Grey Cup? Mm, probably not. Too far away. Okay. Very cold. Late November. I'd have to leave on a. I'd have to leave on a Monday to get there for Sunday. So 
Um, yeah, hey, you know what? Hey, let's let's. And if they build a stadium and then they don't have a team, maybe they can sell the stadium to the Stampeders for ten cents on the dollar, and we can ship it all back to Calgary, and we're good. Okay, so there's a thought. There's a thought. I'm just saying. I'm not sure that is a thought. I I don't really care. I don't want to say that, but once they get a football team and a franchise, they don't get excited. Yeah, I did. did. And you guys weren't fast enough, so. um, I didn't expect it. I mean, well, I, 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 I hope. Well, yeah, I'd like to see them get a franchise. I know lots of people in Nova Scotia who like football. Okay, so whatever. Let's try it out. I mean, it seems to be on Ambrosi's uh, list of things he wants to do before he dies. So, yeah, let's see what happens. Okay, Charles. Charles, you have a point that you keep making, which is there hasn't been a franchise awarded to these people yet. It why has not been. Why are why are they making merchandise? Why are they naming the team? Why are they doing all of this? Do you know why? Generate interest, make money. Uh yeah, why don't they have a franchise? They don't have a stadium. Okay. But isn't that just a small thing? No. If you don't have a stadium, you have nowhere to play. Okay. Why haven't a fran- why has a franchise not been awarded to the Atlantic Schooners yet? The, the, Ottawa didn't have a uh, stadium when they had their franchise awarded to them. Well, I don't know if they paid the money for it yet either. Ah! Bingo! $10 million franchise fee. Would you put out $10 million for a franchise fee if you couldn't build a stadium? Nope. That's why there hasn't been an, a, a franchise awarded yet. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Hamilton Group has got $60 million, $60 million to put the team together. How much of that is going to the stadium? And I've said this, had this little rant before. Zero. Okay? The team has no money for this thing. They have $10 million going for a franchise fee. Then they have to actually build a team. They have to buy phones and paper and paper clips and, and football pads and jerseys and socks and anything else that they have to do. They have to build an entire franchise from scratch, and that's going to cost take all of that $60 million, which is going to include a lot of salaries, upper management salaries, and receptionists and trainers and, and whirlpool guys and, and little towel boys and all sorts of things. All of these things cost money. That $60 million is going to evaporate real fast. So they're not going to start opening up their wallet and buying all of these things, especially a franchise, if they don't know they can play football. They can't play football. They don't have a stadium. Mm-hmm. All hinges on having a stadium. And they can't dedicate any of that $60 million to 
the stadium or they can't afford the football team. It's one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. You can't say, okay, I'm going to put up $60 million. You know, the stadium's going to cost me $130, $140 million. We need half of that. Okay, who's going to match my money? Provincial government, city of Halifax comes to the table, get some corporate sponsors. Okay, we got $130 million. Let's, uh, we got a stadium. Let's build a stadium. Oh, where's our team? We don't have a team. Hmm. Oh, damn, man. We got a stadium, but now we, now we don't have a team. Hey, come on. No, chicken and egg thing here. You need both. Have you read the size of the stadium yet, Christopher? It's teeny. 23,000 people, is it? 12,000 permanent seats. Oh, this is, yeah, the, new, this they, is the new plan. Yes, yeah. this is the new plan. 12,000 permanent moved. seats and then bleachers. Yeah, that you could take in and out. Oh my good lord. Seriously? That has that's a serious concern. And they are definitely looking for public money because I'm just reading from his um from that Of course they are. The uh, Ambrosi visit. Uh we're looking for twel- looking for public sector support to help build the 12,000 seat permanent structure. But as a potential CFL team, we will need roughly 24,000. So we will take up the financial requirements to put up 10,000 more temporary, less robust seats. Which means full-out bleachers. Yeah. Maybe they can get the old seats from McMahon. I feel really bad for the people of Halifax and the East Coast that really want a team. And you look at the Let's Talk Atlantic Schooner page. They desperately want a team, and they're really hoping. But this is half-assed. I don't even think it's that good. It's 12,000 permanent seats. And come October, November... When the weather turns, is anyone going to want to sit out on metal bleachers in Halifax in late as, October? As someone who sat in metal bleachers in the north end zone of Winnipeg Stadium in the middle of blizzards at times, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done it, seen it, tried it, got the T-shirt. I used to sit in the bleachers and be at Empire Stadium. Yeah. I'll tell but you, it wasn't fun. I get, I get it. They want to start small. But 12000 And they're definitely going to need public money, if not a commu- fully community-owned team. Oh, and that Sport Nova Scotia, Charles, it did say in here somewhere what it actually is. Let's see if I can find it. Um, a non-profit organization made up of more than 50 provincial sports organizations, which will allow the stadium to be used for, by community groups. Hmm. So it's not even really a government thing yet. It is non-profit, no. which will help them with provincial money. But, yeah. 
Yeah. And they're willing to wait till the spring or till the summer to to decide fully on what to do. Let's turn this political. It sure sounds like communism. Okay. Social. Chris, what do you got to say? I'll prop them up. I went already. Oh, did you? I was the first. Okay. Yeah, I was the first. Okay, let's shut this thing down. Boom. Let's fly over to Touchdown Atlantic in Moncton in a 12,000-seat stadium. Going to play Montreal Alouettes are going to play the Toronto Argonauts in Moncton. (laughs) I'm sorry. Why do I find this funny? Uh, the last touchdown Atlantic game was Toronto versus Hamilton, and it was near capacity, and the capacity yep. was eight or nine thousand people. Okay, but seven hundred and uh, seventy-five hundred of them came from Toronto and Hamilton. It was an absolute and complete utter failure to bring. CFL football fans from Atlantic region to a game. They were giving away the tickets in Toronto. Please come to the game. Would you go to a football game in Moncton, Ontario, or Moncton, uh, New Brunswick? Chris? Um... If if I had the budget to do it, I would go, just to say that I did because my one my bucket list to be honest with you see a game in every stadium in Canada, um, so and I, it seemed like it was a good time and the CFL kind of did them right so yeah I'd go but I mean it would be way down on the priority list for sure. Mark, would you go? Um, I've been to New Brunswick, so yes, I'd go in a heartbeat. Okay. Charles? Uh, if I had the money and the timing is right, I might. I'd pro- I'll say this. I'd probably go to Moncton way before I'd ever go to Halifax. Okay. William? To watch Toronto and Montreal? Yeah. No. Never, never. I, I don't. I don't think I would go to Moncton to watch the Montreal and Toronto play if I lived in Moncton. My point exactly. Okay, like if they're trying to promote the CFL there, why didn't they why put a couple of good teams in Toronto? Yes, yes. Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, even on a bad day, is better than Toronto and Montreal. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's obviously for logistic reasons and price reasons and so on and so forth. So, Okay. Moving on from Moncton. There's an NFL preseason game coming to Canada. The Oakland Raiders. Where are they now? Denver? No. no it's still, no. still Oakland, but they're going to they're be still... moving to Las Vegas. That's right. That's what the problem is, right? Yeah. Anyhow, they're done wherever they are, and they're moving. 
So they want to put their preseason game up into Canada. And it was supposed to go to Regina because there are football fanatics up there. And, oh, my God, it would be great. Uh, But they can't – the stadium staff can't turn the field from an NFL game to a CFL game in in 48 hours. So it's been kiboshed in Regina. We did have an article up that both Edmonton and Winnipeg were – buying for it, but I haven't heard anything more from that. We did hear um, Bob Irving say that any any franchise that um, supported an NFL game in Canada should have their franchise revoked. Uh, that, caused a little bit of a, that caused a little bit of a concern. Um, and, and, and the funny thing is, is that the, even though Winnipeg was in the news saying that they would host this game or would that we're thinking about it. And Bob Irving is a media personality in Winnipeg and he comes out and says their franchise could be revoked. Did you see all the rider fans come unglued on this thing saying that, Oh yeah, you're going to take Canada's franchise away. I don't know. Buffalo bills have played in Toronto before Seattle Seahawks have played in Vancouver before I went to the game in Vancouver Um, in fact, I have a golf shirt from it and, uh, there was not very many people there. It was not supported well. So I don't understand why this fixation is with the NFL. Let's, let's go back to the same question. Will, would you go to an NFL game if it was in Calgary? Uh, yes. You would, eh? You How watch NFL. Are they? They're play- no. Well, no, it's a football game. Okay. Be pretty desperate to go into McMahon Stadium, though, wouldn't they? I I went I went to a I went to a grade nine, grade ten, grade eleven spring football league football game two nights ago. Okay, so. I'm just a football guy. Sport youth football. Good. No kidding. But I but I have been but I have been to an NFL exhibition game and lordy, it was like watching paint dry. They're terrible. Yeah. And and it was and it was it was in a cavernous building with hardly any people. So kind of like the Argos in. this, whatchamacallit, Rogers Stadium. Um, Chris, Chris, would you make the effort to go to Edmonton to watch an NFL game preseason? No. No. No, I, I barely follow NFL. I, I wouldn't interest me at all. No. I, uh, I I watch the playoffs usually, and I watch a game here or there. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it wouldn't interest me to make that trip at all, especially preseason. Okay. Mark, would you put in the effort to go to a NFL preseason game in Winnipeg? I would. But if it does actually happen, the Barmers will be playing that night in Edmonton. So, no, I won't be going to the game so I can watch the Barmer game. So. But You'd if rather I would stay go. at home and watch the Bombers play on That's TV. Correct. Yep. Okay. I understand that. I do. 
Tots is not, not, not a hope in hell. Not a hope in hell I would watch an NFL game if the BC Lions were on. You could give me tickets into a booth and give me free booze. I don't drink. But you know what I'm talking about. And I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just simply not worth it. Well, the one thing you missed about the Moncton uh, stuff is the um, lovely affordable ticket prices starting at $65. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I saw that. The, how the cheapest are 65 bucks. That That's for a Toronto-Montreal game in Moncton starting at 65 bucks. BC Lion tickets start at 25 I think... Yeah, they're about that here too, if not cheaper. Yeah, sixty-five bucks. I'm sorry, that's gouging. <laughs> Good that's luck. Guaranteed. I'm guaranteeing right. a half-empty stadium. You're going to be giving the tickets away. Sixty-five yep. bucks. You could go to wow. an NFL preseason game for less than that. <laughs> In Montreal, maybe. Okay. Okay. I'm, we're just going to walk all over from this preseason game because it's just it, there's no point in this. Charles, would you go to the BC game? Did you go to the BC game before? I did. Yes, I did. And I probably would again if the Lions were not playing. But you got to think of it this way too. A lot of people, not me. I I don't, I like I don't mind watching the NFL. But a lot of people think that the NFL is boring. Just their rules and stuff like that. Think of it. You're going to be watching a game where three-quarters at the least, and maybe more, of the guys will not be there in the regular season because the, the NFL, the starters, very rarely play in preseason. So you're going to be watching a bunch of plumbers. You're going to be watching guys that were playing in the AAF. You're not going to be seeing the, t- the top. And, yeah, a lot of times they're just disastrous. Okay, okay, hang on. I, I, I don't I wanna throw this out there and you guys can shoot me down. Please call me an asshole if you want or an idiot or whatever else. Aren't the players in the NFL that are practicing or players and and or, you know, the players in preseason better than the CFL players? Because they're part of the I'm NFL, aren't they? What's that? I'm not convinced of that. Not at all. They're down there because they're making a paycheck. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're better. I'm just, I'm just guy, trying to figure I, it I out, right? Guy, Don't I you, see the guys who are coming up logic? the CFL. They're the guys that really want to play. Wow. Okay. I'm done with this. We're not we're not talking much CFL tonight, and I'm really kind of upset about it. You know, schooners to me are not CFL. AAF isn't CFL. NFL is not CFL. I don't, it, even the Jamie Elzondo leaving for the XFL is not CFL. It, it it has a little bit in there, but let's just carry on. Fred Stamps retires after signing a day contract with the Edmonton Eskimos. This is one tough motherfucker. We were talking about him off, off before the game, the thing, right? No kidding. <laughs> okay. He's he's taking his ball and going home. 
William, that is the least politically correct thing that you could have said right there. Okay. But it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Okay, so um, good for Fred Stamps and good for the Eskimos for doing that with them. You know, uh, the two kind of he he did not spend his entire time with the Edmonton Eskimos, but he obviously considered it his home. So good for him and uh, good for the Eskimos. And uh, I love it when this happens. I love it when the player comes back, signs a one-day contract, so that he can retire with the team that he most symbolizes with. 100%. I love it. Good for him for doing it. Jesus, other CFL receivers out there that didn't do shit like that. And anyhow, I'm not going to talk about G. Roy Simon today. Um, Mark, what do you think about Fred Stamps? Good deal, eh? Oh, I think it's a great thing that between uh, Stamps and the Eskimos, his best years were there. And definitely his toughest. Um, I think you can put him up there with Mike Radley and Ben Cahoon pretty easily as one of the tougher guys that played. Buck Pierce. Yeah, well, to get kicked that hard and not hit the fetal position for months. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Not be be waving for the ambulance. Please, morphine. Morphine, give me morphine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's great, like you said, when the players do do that. You know, look at how long it took Charles Roberts to do it in Winnipeg. Like 10 years, almost. Um, I, I do think it's a great thing when that happens. So he obviously enjoyed his time there. And he was a great receiver to watch. He was. He was. The yards after the catch from that guy were just insane. Yeah, without question. Charles, comments on Fred Stamps? I thought that he was actually a very underrated receiver. He was a guy that didn't get talked about a lot. Uh, I mean, certainly people did talk about him, but not in the, um, not in the, uh, I don't think he got as much talk as other typical top flight receivers do. The guy had six straight thousand yard receiving Years, so that's a, a pretty talented receiver there. I also thought, thought it was kind of funny and ironic that he was on the Eskimos. He was one of their best players, and his last name was Stamps. Yeah, um, I always I, found that I, ironic. I, I, I always found that very ironic and somewhat funny. But like I said, I thought he was a gr- great receiver. He, I found him always underrated because he did not get the mentions that some of the other top flight receivers did. But, yeah, definitely a great receiver, and um, the CFL is um, uh, better off with him. Sorry to see him leave. Or a lesser place without him. Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to comment on the one-day contract because it annoys the hell out of me when teams do that. But good for uh, uh, Fred Stamps. I don't know. It it seems ridiculous. They sign a one-day contract, and they say, oh, he finished his career as an Eskimo. He didn't finish his career. He finished his career as an Alouette. Because you signed a piece of paper for one day, that you're not finishing your career with that team. I'm sorry, you're not. I know a lot of people think it's nice and it's symbolic and stuff like that, and fine. 
but your career finished as an Alouette. You did not finish your career as an Edmonton Eskimo because you didn't play for the Eskimos at the end of your career. It's like I think the Lions did it with G-Roy, where he signed a one-day contract. Well, I'm no. sorry, but G-Roy, no, you finished your career as a rider. That didn't. No, they didn't that happen. Didn't, yeah, people it didn't happen. About he that. finished his career as a rider, and I hated him for rider. it. But even if they did, I still say he finished his career as a rider. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I, I, to me, it seems silly. I mean, you can retire with the team if you want, but I, I, I don't see the point of the one-day contract because I, I, you, I guess technically for that one day, you were property of that team. So if you want to be ultra-technical, yes, you did finish your career as a rider. Uh, to me, it just seems a little bit – I don't know. I, I – Maybe I overreact on it, but um, he was a great receiver. But, um, you know, good on him. Good career. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I, 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 I like your rant there, Charles. Well, I mean, it's good. You know what? We're, we're going to come back to it, okay? We're going to come back to it because yeah. it, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. But I, I want to hear what uh, uh, Chris has to say about uh, Fred Stamps. Because you're a quasi-Edmonton Eskimo fan. Was this a good thing? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I, I agree with you 100%, Christopher. And I uh, I mean, I, it's a valid point about the weirdness of finishing with the one-day contract. But but I, I, I think that that's, I, I do believe that it's not it's a good thing. I, I think that certain players aren't ready to retire when maybe they should or, or you know, money factors and I mean, it's a business, right? So, but in the end, you you do become associated with a certain team uh, if if you played there for a long time. And yeah, you might go somewhere for a year or two as your career fizzles out, but you never gain the heights of where you were for all that time. So, I mean, to me, like Fred Stamps for Edmonton is uh, like Nick Lewis for Calgary. Like that, that to me in that generation, those were the two receivers that you watched, you wanted to watch. And uh, they were amazing to watch. Right. And that, and they, they became their own entities in their, in those given towns. And, and that's where they should be retired and, and remembered because that's where their careers were. Um, No matter where they ended their last year or so, just because they wanted another paycheck or they weren't ready to retire yet. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually have a game ball from Fred Stamps, um, one of the ones he threw into the crowd. Uh, I can't remember what year it is now. I'd have to look at it. And then I actually went and got him to sign it. So, uh, yeah, no, he was one of my uh, – he was, he was a very – he was a favorite player for sure. And uh, he's always the one that used to break your back when you were, if you were cheering for Calgary and he was the one that was named Stamps and uh, he was the one that usually hurt you the most. So <laughs> it definitely was that, but I, uh, but yeah, I mean, great receiver, great form. I, I, I'm glad he did. I, I, I do enjoy those when they come back to where they, where they, they made their names. So. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mark, what's your thoughts here? I went already. I hate it when that happens. William, stamps yes. fan. What do you think of stamps? I I hate it. Stamps. Um, he was a such a talented guy, a real baller. Um, um, but I hate it when he came to Calgary because he was, and he was, you know, for six years he was 
Ollie Edmonton's go-to guy. And I don't know how come he got traded and, and so on and so forth, but I think he's, I personally think he's one of the best Eskimos ever, to be honest with you, as far as, as far as excitement goes. He was an exciting player, no doubt about it. And I used to hate him because he played for Edmonton. And I do, as Charles said, it's pretty ironic that his name was Stamps. Okay? So, yeah, not much more to say. And, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the one-day contract either, but I don't have a rant like Charles had. So, I, I was impressed with it. You, you rarely get that kind of emotion out of Charles, eh? Especially when it goes against the grain. I, I, I thought does, that was awesome. It, does, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I mean, sure, he's always going to be remembered as an Eskimo, right? G. Roy Simon, he's always going to be remembered as a Lion. And he didn't even sign the one-day contract. It didn't matter. I mean, well, I mean, what team, what team uh, here's a quick trivia question. What team did uh, Guy Lafleur retire as? Everyone will say the Quebec Nordiques, and it's not true. He retired as a San Jose Shark. He was taken in the expansion draft, but he retired after it. But no one ever says, oh, he retired as a Shark. No, he retired as a a Quebec Nordique, even though technically when he retired, he was not property of the Nordiques. So, I mean, I I just, if you want to have your retirement Wasn't wasn't uh, Gay Lafleur a Montreal Canadian? Yeah, uh, well, initially, and then he retired. He came Most out of, of his retirement, life. played a year with. Yeah, he came yeah. out of retirement and played a year in, with the New York Rangers and two years with the Quebec Nordiques, and then he retired. Okay. But when he retired, he got taken the expansion draft. But I mean, have your retirement speech in the in the city where you're best known for. But really, what is the point of signing a one day contract? It doesn't. You're not playing a game. Here's a, here's a different situation similar that we just had in baseball. Each year, Suzuki played 90% of his career with the Seattle Mariners. Then he went and played a couple years with the New York Yankees. He came back, but he actually played in a regular season game, and then he retired. So technically, he did retire a Mariner because he actually played his last game as a Mariner. He didn't sign a one-day contract. He actually played for the team. So, I mean... To me, the, the team you retire with is the team you play your last game with. It's not the team you go and sign a one-day contract. I mean, or, or do they actually get paid for this one-day contract? I mean, it's a symbolic thing, but it it, it doesn't mean you retired with that team just because you signed a document for one day. Well, legally, me, it does. I, think. I guess right. legally it does, but in reality, you finish your career as a as an alouette. You retired as an alouette. Okay. I know technically so, you did, but... was and Should Kevin Glenn be considered a Toronto Argonaut? Or an Ottawa Red Black? Never played a game with them. Signed a contract True, with them. but he did sign a Doesn't contract. Doesn't matter whether it was that's for one fair. game or only 14. No, and that's fair. That's a fair comment. That's, But, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks of him with those teams, even though he was technically with those teams. But no one's going to say, oh, yeah, he played for Toronto, or oh, yeah, he played for Ottawa. No, he didn't. He was property of them, I think one of them, for, for one day, and then he got taken in the in the expansion draft or something. No, he was traded to Hamilton or something. He was traded or for a day later or something like that. Yeah. 
but I, I, I think know. it was about three hours later. I don't know why I rant about this or why it annoys me so much, but I don't know. It just bugs me. Okay. I'm good with that. I really am. Yeah. Chris, do you think one-day contracts are a good idea? Yes or no? Uh, yes, I do. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I do. And Will? Sure. And, I'm in the minority. minority. That, that's okay, Charles. I, I love it. I don't mind. I don't you care. Know, you're very Every, passionate everybody, about this subject. And it's good. Hey, Charles, everybody has to have passion in their life, buddy. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, well, I was going to say something, but it's probably not a good thing. Charles, you want to finish the show? I'm going upstairs with some passion. No. Uh, <laughs> moving on. And everybody's favorite name, and I'm actually getting much better at pronouncing it, Liram Hiralahu, a awesome CFL kicker, except when he's in Winnipeg, uh, has re-signed with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Was he in the AAF, or was he trying to no. get into the NFL? He was no, just he trying was to get in the, on the NFL. And it and it failed miserably, so he's over here. So, how many kickers actually made it out of the CFL recently into the NFL? Because we know Swayze Waters came back. He was there for a while though. Hiralahu came back. Ty Ty, what's his name's down there now? Ty Long. Yeah, Ty Long is with the LA Chargers. Right. Well, um, the other who guy who who went and he BC had a whole kicker. career there. The BC no, punter. The Winnipeg. The Winnipeg punter. Yeah, that was John. Who is it, Mark? Yeah, John. John. John what's Ryan. his name, Mark? Ryan. Oh, John Ryan. John Ryan. He had a career. We we had a BC punter that went down there, and he came. He's come like back, him. and he's he's kicking for for who? Mm. Ottawa. I For think. Ottawa. Why can't I remember his name? Sean, not Sean, uh, not Sean White. He's in Edmonton. He was another BC kicker. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. And I is, is, it, is it Ottawa? Is it Ottawa that I we're was, thinking about? Or it was either Ottawa or Montreal he was playing with. I'm just looking it up here. Kickers. Me too. Team. Yeah. No. Yeah, Richie Leone. Richie Leone. Yeah. That's it. He's a puncher in Ottawa now. But he had yeah. gone down to the Arizona Cardinals and got cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, wow. Okay, so uh, Liam's back in Hamilton. Is this going to help the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Of course it will. He's a pretty good kicker. He's a phenomenal punter. Just couldn't kick shit in Winnipeg. I don't know what it is in Winnipeg. They can't keep a kicker. Oh, look, they got Medlock. <laughs> uh, Mark, what do you think about your, your former kicker going to Hamilton? Even if we wanted him back, he had to leave when he did. I think it's great oh, to be he... back with Hamilton. There's no way the crowd could have taken him. No. Um, they would have lost their minds on the first missed kick. 
So it was the best thing for him to leave, and he rebounded quite nicely. So yeah. you know, Hamilton just keeps loading up. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's kind of a good thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a real good thing for Medlock that he left, too. Look at that contract he signed. <laughs> this is true. What, leaving Hamilton? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, no, leaving leaving Winnipeg so that they could sign Medlock to that huge contract. Yeah, well, it was good for Medlock, yeah. Yeah. Wow, and we don't call him of... and we don't call him hula hoop anymore, so that means he must be a good kicker. No, we still call him hula hoop. It's it's a little bit easier. How do they justify this? I I, I got, I'm looking at a thing on eBay and dollars and shipping is 185 bucks. How how do they justify that? Depends what Justify it is. What? I said the item is two hundred dollars for sale, but shipping is one hundred and eighty-five bucks. Depends what, what the item is. Double the price. Yeah. Why don't you just say the thing is four hundred bucks and has free shipping? Sounds like a better deal that way. What two hundred dollars? Well, no, it sounds like a better deal if you say it that way when you get free shipping. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Makes it's 400 it bucks. And I'm going to include the shipping. I went, okay, cool. That, yeah, I like that. You know what? Thank you. Because all the other ones I'm looking at are, are $450. And they don't include the shipping, but the shipping's only like 25 bucks. Anyhow. Okay. Sorry. Got sidetracked. It's a front bumper for my truck. Oh. And the only reason why I'm looking at it is because mine's chrome, and I don't like chrome. I want a black one. And you can't just paint them. It would cost me more to sandblast it and have it linexed. Okay. Derek came TSN to take over as the voice of the riders. Wow. Okay, so we all know what happened to Rod Peterson. Peterson. He's no longer the voice of the riders on the radio. He's moved on. I'm told, and I was given this information from somebody quite a while ago, that uh, Rod Peterson has taken the position as the play-by-play guy for on the radio for the Calgary Flames. So he is going over to Calgary for this. Um I don't know whether that's fact or rumor or out there, but it uh, it's came from a reliable source. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I know that's not public knowledge yet, and uh, we broke the news here, even though it, I've known about it for probably a month and a half. I just didn't say it. I think I promised not to say it. And then I said it. Damn. Don't trust me with secrets. Anyhow, um, so Derek Taylor is leaving TSN. So this is a guy that's on TSN TV. He was on Sports Page, Sports Center, or something like that, right? Yeah, he was on Sports Center. Yeah, Sports Center. So he's on TV. He's got his face on TV. Everything else. Now he goes to Regina so that he can talk on the radio. 
in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. This is not a promotion. This is not a promotion, in my opinion. This has definitely taken a step back. Now, I've been told that he's all excited, or at least his wife is excited, because she lives in Regina. But he's a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan. Isn't he always pretty vocal about the Bombers? So now you've got a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan that's going to be calling the plays for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I actually find that very ironic. And... If he utters the word Canadian franchise, I am going to fly to Regina and slap him around. I'm just throwing that out there right now. Okay. Mark, what do you think? He's a Bomber fan, isn't he? I think he is. He usually tries to hide it. But um, it is a step back, and it isn't. He really was only a part-time stats guy for the CFL and TSN. So it wasn't a full-time job. Um, Saskatchewan likes to spend money on stuff. Maybe they offered him a really nice contract. But it's not yeah. Saskatchewan that, 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 that hired him. It's the radio station. Yeah. And Saskatchewan runs who works for those radio stations. Uh, hello, Rod Peterson. Um I just I think that's I think a lot of it is he's home with his wife every day, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's making more money at the Regina radio station than he was with TSN. Okay. Because this will branch off into shows, guarantee it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Charles. Yes. What do you think's going on there? Uh, I don't know. It just, I wondered this too. I'm like, I thinking this doesn't seem like a, a step forward in your career to go from a national television station to a local radio station. It's not even going from uh, TV station. You're going from TV to radio. You're going from a local station, a national station, to a local station. Um, yeah, his wife may be excited, but I don't know. It seems, um, I don't know. It seems to be going backwards. I agree with you. I found this very weird. Normally, you see local guys get to call up to the national station. Like we had a whole bunch of guys here in Vancouver. Uh, uh, that were on the radio. Farhan Lalji. Uh, they had Dave Randorf, Don, uh, um, Rick Ball with there. They all were, you know, local guys, and they got advanced their careers and went to the national station. So it's kind of weird going back the other way. It, to me, this seems, like you said, a step backwards. So I don't know if uh, he was on his way out in at TSN already, but uh, I don't know. It just didn't seem like moving forward to me. Well, yeah. Well, he just couldn't unseat Rod Black on TSN, so he decided to go elsewhere. I guess. Yeah, that one so. confuses the shit out of me. Okay. <laughs> well, 
And and Derek Taylor, I don't know him. I was just Googling him to see what he looks like, okay? And I still don't recognize him. So, and I mean, they said he was an anchor on TSN. So, you know, maybe, maybe his goal in life was always to be a color commentator. Um, oh, darn it. What was that? What was that? But it was funny. Oh, darn it. Sorry. My, uh, my TV wasn't right. turned down. Oh. Hmm. So. Cool, 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 cool. Chris. <clears throat> yeah, well, I agree with everybody. I like, especially Charles, like I, it's weird. I, didn't think it would be something that you'd jump at that the opportunity to to be the voice of the riders um and you know i really liked his uh uh bit on tsn he was the one that did all the details so he did all the comparison of all the stats and stuff like that i actually enjoyed that so (laughs) i'll miss that but weird it's just really weird okay okay i think are, are we done there charles did you go uh, yep. Okay. Moving on. Actually, I just uh, watched a thing on uh, on Facebook here. It says, uh, do, do you guys know who got an accountant by the name of Scott Foster? Does that name re- re- ring any uh, bells for you guys? Not particularly. No? Any you guys oh, hockey my. fans? I'm not no. a hockey fan, but... but uh, Scott Foster's an accountant, and on this day last year, both goalies for the Chicago Blackhawks were injured in a game. Oh, and yes. they pulled him out of the crowd in the audience, suited him up as a goalie, and he went in and he, he stopped all seven shots that he faced and was voted the number one star. You've got to love stories like that, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely cool. I love the movie Invincible. Mark Wahlberg was in that. Yep. Absolutely great movie. Good story. Okay. Wasn't he like Sorry. a garbage man or something? Who? The the, the Mark Wahlberg, in, the, the character. I don't he think like he was a garbage, garbage man. man. I don't think well, he was maybe a not. I fan. thought he was, but he was like a blue collar worker or something. He was definitely a blue collar worker in a blue collar town. It was yeah. in Philadelphia. Didn't he come out and play with, for the Eagles? Yes. They had a they had an open call, call out for for um. I don't know. We'll, we'll call it a combine. I don't know what to say. Tryout. There, it's a tryout. An open tryout, and. Uh, all sorts of idiots came out, and he actually made the team and, and played for, what, three, four years, I heard. I remember. So, anyhow. Moving on, moving on. Derek Taylor done that. Argos. Let's see. i got I, I got to pay attention to my time here. The Argos will play a preseason game at Varsity Stadium. Could this backfire on the team? I, I saw that article, and it made no fucking sense to me. How can playing a... a, a a exhibition game at Varsity Stadium backfire to them. Is anybody got an answer to that? 
I don't know. It, it, the, to me, the way they're marketing it is, to me, very smart. Because what they're doing is they're doing they're having this exhibition game. It's going to be a Friday afternoon game at 11 a.m. and they're going to be passing out tickets to local schools, so the schools can come watch the game. I guess they can get out of class, come watch the game. I mean, the CFL is trying to get younger viewers, especially in markets like Toronto. So this is exposing them to the game. So why is this a bad thing? I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean. The, uh, people say, well, what about their uh, their season ticket holders or whatever? All 15 of them? I mean, I'm ex- obviously exaggerating, but come on. I mean, no one goes – they have trouble getting people out to their exhibition games at at um, uh, whatever the place is called, BMO. BMO. I mean, the, the, the place that place would be like a ghost town for a preseason game. So put it in a smaller venue – Bring the kids out from school to watch it. Expose them to the game. To me, it just makes perfect sense. Okay. I remember a few uh, years ago when the Lions did it at the Thunderbird Stadium. I love going to that game. But I was just going to ask you. You know, you've been to how many exhibition games, and what was your favorite? My favorite was Thunderbird Stadium. Out of every 100%. exhibition game I've ever gone to in 40 years, Thunderbird Stadium was my favorite. Yep, I love that game. That was awesome. And, and why was it your favorite? Because I got to set with everybody. We all got to we sit got, together because uh, it was general admission. So all yes. these people that we had from the Let's Talk uh, BC Lions group, I mean, you were there, Russ Gordon was there, uh, Potsy was there. We all got to sit together at the stadium. So it was kind of cool. Even Steve Marshall. They were there as well, yeah. So that's so why it was kind of cool. There was like 20 of us all sitting together yep. having a hoot. Okay, exactly. and these are people who all go to the stadium. They all sit in their own little seats. I'm up in my booth. I'm there. Everybody's all over the different places, right? We, we we're not anywhere near each other, or very few of us are. Mm-hmm. And then we get to, we got to go and sit together, and it was yes, it was freaking amazing. It was absolutely the best environment of of any preseason game that I've ever gone to, and. Whoever thinks that this is going to backfire on the Argos, you're an idiot. I, I just think it's going to be one of the best games that anybody's got to go to. Now, it would be different if it, Varsity Stadium was, like, in, instead of going at, to Thunderbird Stadium at BC Lions game, it was in Kamloops or Prince George or something. Yeah, it, that would be dumb. But Varsity Stadium's in Toronto. It's actually where the Argos used to play. So yep. I don't I don't understand this. It, it it makes no sense at all. So let's just kind of ask this one, Chris. What do you think on this one? I agree with you. I I, I actually was going to read that article because I didn't to figure out why the hell it would backfire, but I didn't get a chance to. So I I but yeah, I don't. It perplexed me too. It it. it why? How could this be a bad thing? I don't know. Uh, Toronto media, who knows what they're talking about? Yeah. Mark, what's your thoughts, buddy? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing this. Like Charles said, it'll be empty at BMO. Maybe these are kids that haven't seen them before, never had the opportunity to grow, to go to a game. This is how you grow a fan base. 
there. I'll bet you it's a blast. Oh, can you can you imagine the the game that we were at Thunderbird Stadium? They, there was a bunch of kids were down on the sidelines throwing footballs around. The players came over and played with them. I mean, can you imagine five thousand kids at at Varsity Stadium all, all got free tickets to come watch the Argos play football, and, and the players were interacting with them and every, oh, just absolutely amazing for these kids. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. It's a great idea, really, when you think about it. They're struggling to get fans. This is a way to get new fans. I mean, I've I've said that all along with BC Lions, is that, you know, they close, they got a 55,000-seat stadium, and the top section's closed off to bring it down to 28,000 seats. Open the top up and make it free. Give the kids, yeah. give the kids away, or give you know a, a kids ticket free for every adult ticket sold. You know, do something creative and fill those seats up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It w- would not bother me paying eighty five dollars for my seat down below if somebody was watching the same game for free up above. Wouldn't bother me. Not in any way, shape, or form. Would not bother me. I wouldn't be pissed off especially if it was going for a good cause. And or sell the tickets and tickets. give it to minor football. Even Do something. Even free tickets, parents are going to buy their kids a burger or a pen, so the stadium still makes money. Yeah, but hang on. BC Lions don't get any share of the concessions. No, no but the stadium a dollar. BC Place gets money, and the Lions possibly get new fans. Yeah. And I've been in that stadium when it was full of 60,000 people. It wasn't fun. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Who do we want to throw? William. Argo Stadium. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you guys say. I mean, I don't know why it would be not good for them. I mean, the more fans that see the game, and there, there's still to this day, and people might disagree, to me there's nothing like going to a live football game. Okay? It's not the same as on TV. It, it's, you know, it's exciting. You have to interact with people. Like I really interact with people. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean? You know what I mean. Yeah. The whole experience thing, you know what I mean? No, I do, I do. So, you got some thoughts on this one? I went already. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I really should keep track of this. I used to have a list of everybody, and I would tick off their names as we went along. Okay, that's the Argos. Segment ten, Jovan. Oyefoyoye and Cody Husband both retired. You should see the BC Lion fans losing their mind that are saying our O line is going to suck this year. Don't they know that these guys are free agents? They weren't coming back to BC anyhow. We didn't offer them contracts. What's that? I was going to say, Who's they signed? hadn't even signed them. The Lions hadn't no. signed them. No. Nobody had signed them. They were free agents. Uh, 
I don't get and it. And I didn't get the feeling they were going to sign him either. No. No. Oh. So, how does this make sense? Or, you know what? They had phenomenal careers. Six-year, all six six-time all-star for Jovan. Guy was a beast, okay? I, I was glad he was a lion for the years that he was. Uh, but it's time for everybody to move. At one point in time, everybody must retire. Even you. So I don't see what the big deal here is. Don't know why it's a big deal. Don't know anything about Fred Stamps gets a one-day contract. These guys just disappear into obscurity. Okay. Anybody got any thoughts? Anybody want to say anything on Jovan, Cody? I, Co- Cody was a great O-lineman. He was just – he was our center. He shouldn't have been. Couldn't throw mm-hmm. the ball back to the quarter. Couldn't get the ball to the quarterback uh, uh, higher than his ankle. He really I mean, struggled with that. Oh, it, it just and absolutely stay freaking healthy. me out. The only thing I say about it is uh, get ready for a couple more because this is the start of the guys that didn't get offered contracts uh, choosing to retire because they can't play. Because <laughs> there's still lots of free agents out there. <laughs> yeah. So this is just the start of it. There will be more, especially as we get close to camp. You mean like Maurice Leggett? Yeah, like it just there'll be. I mean, there'll be some that wait to see if there's injuries and stuff like that, so they won't officially retire. But there'll be some guys that just say, you know, hey, I didn't get offered a contract. I'm not going to wait. So and retire. So anyhow, what is there to talk about now? Oh my God, the show's over. One minute thirty seconds left. I guess I better wrap this one up. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 315. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and this has been a hodgepodge of football talk tonight. We've been all over the map and off tangents and all sorts of wonderful things. And what the hell? Why not? It's football. It's the off season. We can do what we want. If it wasn't a game, we don't have to be specific, but we did that. Okay, so let's say goodnight around the board. Chris, you start off. Good night, everybody, and uh, I I do miss when I don't come on here because I do enjoy talking football, even when it is just all over the board. (laughs) It's just fun. Yeah, and it was. It was was all over the board, and it was fun tonight. Okay, Charles. Good night, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening. It's been fun and uh, good to be back, and we'll talk to you uh, in a week. Next Thursday. Mark. Talk to everybody next Thursday, and it would be dull if we stayed on topic. I don't think we could. I Honestly, I don't think we could. William, say goodnight to the folks out there. Good night, everybody. Is it June yet? Is it June yet? Is it May? May 15th? May, May 17th? Free uh, training camp starts, something like that? Awesome. That's only like a month away. Yep. Okay, you guys, take care. Enjoy. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.